It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. Welcome to the Man City Show. It's Nigel Rothband back in the chair, and I've absolutely no idea what we're going to talk about this week. But to help me do that, I've got two, maybe three guests, who knows? Two who are already in the studio. Welcome back to two regulars. Stato Paul Denby's here. Hi there. Nice to see you. And also the ever popular Lisa Rabinovitz is also here. Hi, Lisa. Hi, Nigel. Uh, so the Man City Show is back for the season by Ladbrooks. Uh, and you'd simply go to bet.citypodcast.net to see all those wonderful, exclusive and special promotions that they have. So let's start, actually, we've got kind of two games, two losses to talk about. Uh, but let's start with Saturday evening. We lost 3-2 to Stretford, having been 2-0 up at half-time. Disappointing, but my view, in the grand scheme of things, we're going to win the league in Carabao Cup double. We're not yet out of the Champions League. It's not a problem. Sorted. We're having a great season, Paul Denby. I'm half with you. We are going to win the league. It was unfortunate, or we didn't. I'm not sure what went wrong in the second half. There'll be investigations and, and that, that go on about it. But the bit I don't agree with you is we are 90% out of the Champions League. We're not 100% out. That's Tuesday night. We'll see what happens. Um, but 3 0 down, only 7% of teams, as you start for the evening, get through when they're 3 0 down from the first leg. Um, but something really. Was it the missed chances? Was it just a little bit of unluckiness, lack of focus, thinking they had it in the, they'd already done it? I really can't put my finger on what went wrong on that second half against Stratford because half time in the stand, it wasn't talking as if we'd won it, but it was the golf in class that was so 
obvious. We were streets and streets ahead of them. It wasn't even a close game. It was 2-0, and all the people I've spoken to subsequently, non-City supporters, have said, you should have been, and could have been, quite easily, 5-0 up, and it wouldn't have been an injustice. So I've never seen, I can't remember seeing such a switch between a first-half performance of total dominance and then a second half where we just blew it for whatever reason. I'll come on to Lisa in a second, but when you look at the team selection, to be fair, Pep before the game and Vincent Company in the press conference both indicated they'll be playing a weakened side, and they did. Irrelevant though, because we're two 0 up with a weakened side. I, 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 it was a slightly weakened side. De Bruyne wasn't playing. Agreed, we didn't have Jesus or Aguero up front, but we were two 0 up and murdering them. So we did. It's not a weakened side that cost us that match. Are you as pragmatic as I am, Lisa, or do you have different emotions today about uh, losing that game? I'm not. I'm genuinely. Yeah, of course. I like to stuff them every time I see them. Of course, uh, it's always been that way. It always will be that way. But your view, you're more disappointed. You're, you're angry. Where, where do you sit? Actually, for me, it's absolutely nothing to do with the fact it was United. It was, to me, and I think the last time I was on the podcast, I said, I don't care who we play in that game. That game is the game we can win the league. Then I want us to win it. Um, obviously, you don't want to lose to United. It's a derby. and and But I guess I'm more angry than anything because I don't understand how we could be so dominant. We didn't take our chances in the first half to make it even... If we had taken those chances, then I think it would have been over and done with at half time. But in the, you know, um, behind the stands at the behind the stands, I don't really know what I mean. But they were, people were just singing "Championers, Championers." Like it, I've, you don't hear that every people don't sing at half time. At the, it was so loud, no, and at, people at, were going at crazy. Two nil, up, at two nil up, we no, were dominating. Two nil, two nil is a bit of a dodgy. No, Scoreline, we isn't it? it? We were not, dominating, and I and, and, I, and I, I think I that's different. why I think that's why I'm so angry about it because all I felt was, you know, before the game, I didn't have huge expectations. It's a derby; anything can happen. You know, any there could be any result from that game, but at half time, but after such a dominant performance, yes, with a in inverted commas weakened team. Well, it was. It's not no inverted commas. <clears throat> no, I don't think it was that weak. It wasn't that weak. Yeah, but Danilo is not that bad. He's not our first choice fullback. But it's not. Okay, we've played more weakened teams than that. I don't think it was that weaker team, with the with Sterling, Sané, and Silva running running the show. I I, I think that's a bit unfair. Um, but to to be that dominant with that side, two 0 up, had so many chances. I honestly at half time, whilst I was a little bit concerned, it was only two 0 I thought all we have to do is start the first the second half. The first ten minutes the same. We'll probably get another two goals, and that'll be it. I was. Just completely shocked that they, for whatever reason, their heads just went. And to me, it's not, it's not even okay. Fine, concede a goal, not great. But but what happened to them? It's like they lose the ability to remember what they were doing ten minutes ago. I mean, it was. We'll come back to the first half and picking up what Lisa said, Paul. It was a bit of a collapse, wasn't it? I mean, they 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 did. It just they did seem to lose it. To be fair, I'm not sure they lost it. It's fine lines as well, isn't it? If you recall, about three, four minutes into the second half at 2-0, Gundogan hit the post. All right, it was the outside the post. It was a reasonable effort. If he had gone on target, that's 3-0. But that's life. The, the, then the, their first goal, it was chested down to Pogba, and he took it well. Company was probably about two or three inches away from intercepting that. Fine lines. And I, I know they score, and I know they're going to win 3-2, but it is a very fine margin, and football at that level is. Had Company intercepted who the hell knows what would have happened? Fine margins, fine lines. 
decisions that yeah, we can criticise referees, and we, we will do from time to time. Could we have had a penalty in the first half that would have maybe made it 3-0 when he handballed it? Some referees would have given that one. 90% of referees, from looking at subsequent um, uh, press reports and Twitter and all that sort of thing, Atkinson had a diabolical game, and 90-odd percent of referees, it was a stonewall penalty. All right, we're 3-2 down, but that was five minutes to go. Stonewall penalty on Aguero, 3-all, down to 10 men. Who knows again? We've had a few decisions that haven't quite gone our way, and that doesn't help either. But what happened to their heads in those 10 minutes when, or 15 minutes when we lost three goals? Not sure we lost it. They upped their game a little bit. They saw they had the opportunity, and we didn't quite respond in the way that perhaps we Listen, should have done. Listen, you're a bigger blue you're not going to find anywhere in the world. Um, that goes for both of you, I know. But 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 come on, let, let's try and just be a little bit more critical here because you've got a situation where we we go in at 2-0 two, two up. We, we are absolutely dominating. It should have been four or five. We'll probably come back to that. And then they score a goal. And, and we did, you know, the heads went down. We lost concentration. There's got to be some criticism there. Who, who, who's to blame? Why did we? And in a, Yes, probably it's more important for the fans than it is the players, maybe you could argue, and all that stuff. And we're more likely to win the league than not and all that sort of stuff. But, but some, something went on there. What, what can, you, can you put your finger on it? Can you help us understand what was it that went wrong in, in, in that sort of 10-minute spell in the second half, particularly? I would say, and it's a criticism of our captain to some extent, Vinny has got to get behind him. But I saw him do it, whether they reacted to it or not. Mm. He's the one. He's the leader on the pitch. It's not up to Pep on the sidelines at that point. They go and score, it's 2-1. Vinny's got to turn around to that team and say, come on, guys, we've let them back in the game now. We've got to really turn the screw on, get back to what we were doing in the first half. It's not that difficult to me as a spectator, but clearly they changed their tactics Pogba had pushed further forward and we weren't coping with it. So we should have compensated somehow. And I'm not a tactician, so I don't know what the right thing to do is. But somebody should have been saying, hold on, he's gone forward. We need to pick him up on his runs. And the second goal was clearly the, the cross from Sanchez and he, he just ran between our defence. Now, who's picking him up? I don't know. I, I agree with the, the leadership comment. I mean, what's interesting to me is when, when we kind of lost our heads for 10 minutes in the league match at Anfield... Um, I, I did also think that where's the leadership on the pitch? Now, company wasn't playing in that game, um, but he was in this once, and he was, and he was in the in the Champions League game, which I'm sure we'll discuss in more detail. But I, I do feel like it, it's like they don't know how to cope. It's it's like something's gone not the way we were expecting it to, mm-hmm. and and rather than just say, well, okay, we'll just carry on our. And play the uh, passes start to go a little bit awry, and it all starts to all this kind of doubt or whatever it is. It creeps into maybe into them a bit, and then the, then it, it hits the crowd as well, and then it all everyone starts to feel a little bit uneasy about. Because it. that's what I want to pick up on. Because we've been having conversations as, as a group and talked lots of people, and, and one of our regular guests, um, Dave Hodgson made a beautiful comment. He described it actually as a latent frailty in terms of our collective psyche. Which you know, for 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 an Oxbridge boy, you'd expect that sort of thing, I suppose. But you know, he he's he's also saying that there is some sort of issue here. That, and you've made the point, Lisa. We play this pressing game. We play this possession game. We we pass at speed. When that doesn't work, and it and at the start of that second half, the Gundogan chance aside, it didn't continue to work for us. And 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 something does go wrong in those situations. You said we're going to talk about the Champions League game. In that Liverpool game, in that quarter-final first leg at Anfield, a similar thing happened. 
So, so is is there something here? Are we finding a bit of a weakness here? Maybe is is it a problem? Well, it, I mean, it looks like it is. Obviously, I I'd like to think they're looking at it because the way we play is very dependent on being very um, confident in what you're doing. So, if you start to lose that confidence, that's when the passes don't aren't as accurate and and then you think oh that happened once it's not gonna happen again and it's and it's and the, the, the does the doubt start creeping in now i'm quite sure they work with psychologists as well as they work with everyone else mm. so this is not this is not a simple there's an, I'm, I'm quite sure this is not necessarily a simple answer because oh. it is a we, we play a we when we play very well they're brimming with confidence Sure. It's just oozing out of every part of them, and 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 most teams can't live with us when we play like that. Well, let's pick we up. We need on to that find out how to how to get just take a bit of time to calm ourselves and get back to that. It, we might not be doing, we might not be playing exactly like that whilst we're trying to counteract what these teams like Liverpool and United did to us. But we have to get back to where we were, and and that is the way trying to find that way back to that. Can I? Pick up and then on the positives then, Paul, in terms of that first half. We'll go back to the first half then, because we, it wasn't just the fact it was 2-0. We were dominant. We played some great football. Uh, we had amazing possession. Uh, we should have had four. Um, but just sort of talk, we'll, we'll come back to maybe the Sterling misses in particular. Leave, leave those to one side. But just talk about the positive stuff in the first half and the goals that we scored and, and just the way we were playing. And that, the way we all felt at, you know, 45 oh, it minutes. Was it was fantastic. It was as if we had won the league. And maybe that got to the players a little bit that they thought this is too easy. Perhaps that was what happened. I saw a tweet at halftime. Henry Winter, the journalist, uh, put a tweet out. United are already doing the guard of honour by opening the defence up for City. Something along those lines. It's not word for word. And it was true. We just walked through them time after time after time. And I'm not blaming Sterling. I'm not going to have a go at him. We did miss chances and he was the culprit. But he's been there so many times to score so many important goals for us over the season that I'm willing to forgive the fact that he did miss good chances. And he did miss against Burnley and he has missed others. But he's also won us points. It balances out. He is not a world-class striker. He never will be. What he does is he reads the game to get in a position to have a chance of scoring. And he's willing to take the risks. And Pep trusts him. And, and I believe in him as well. He is not going to be an Aguero or a Kane or a Lewandowski. He's not a top-class striker, but he'll create and he'll be there to score. Can I, can I just come back on the other point, if you don't sure, mind? of course. You know me with my statistics. Mm. We've, we've, we've only had one or two so I know. far. Well, we, we've played virtually 50 games this season, if you include every single game. We have lost four meaningful games. Mm. Stratford, twice against Liverpool and Wigan. Wigan was just one of those games where we battered them and they got one breakaway. That's, so that's different. The three other games that we lost, it's Liverpool twice is a concern. The rest of it is we're going to continue to play the way Pep wants us to play and we're going to win more games than we lose by a long, long way. The fact that, therefore, we've drawn three league games this season and lost two, that says it all. To me, I don't care that occasionally we're going to lose a game. What we do have to avoid, of course, is the cup matches where you can't afford to lose games and that's different and you've got to have a slightly different psyche for the cup games. The league games, I don't give a damn. We are going to lose the odd game but we will win the league and that's the way Pep sets us up. Back to Sterling. Is, mm. is he at fault? Would you blame mm. him? Would, would you... You're more... You would blame the defence in in the second half more than Sterling's chance in the first half. So you, you always, I remember last season, you yeah. always tempted, you were always tempted to say it's it's not us missing our chances. It's actually the defence letting them in. Was your view? Is it, you stick with that this time as well? No, my view last year was that it was miss, us missing our chances. So last year I did believe our problem was us missing our chances. This time, yeah, okay, clearly 
if we had taken those chances on Saturday, we would be having a very different conversation right now. But I'm not going to blame Sterling. I'm completely in agreement with Paul on this. He has done way more this season. We would not be in this position to even have this conversation if it hadn't been for some of the goals Sterling had scored. So, you know, this will happen to players every now and again. It happens to the best of them. And he, he's done far more for us that is good than, than can be for us to stop battering him about these misses yeah I'm sure he'll be annoyed with himself sure. I have no doubt about it but I still I still don't think it given the the dominance of the performance not yes we didn't score the five goals we probably should have but just start the second half that, like that and we're also having a different conversation I think it's more the collective performance in the second half than Sterling's misses in the first half can we talk about the manager as well? Is Pep a bit too stubborn as well? A lot of people are suggesting that you know he he makes those changes a little bit late. He could have made that change earlier. He could, I don't know, lots of things it's, he could do. It's interesting. I've heard people say he's, he's um, describing me as arrogant, and I prefer to say he's stubborn because mm. uh, I, I think it is more stubbornness because he knows what he wants. He and, and I think that's a, but I think that's a good thing. I don't think he should be. If he was the sort of person who just changed his mind all the time because of pressure from whoever, then he would that would take everything he is away from him. So I, I think his stubbornness is part of what makes him so brilliant. Yeah, I mean, I didn't. I looked at the team sheet and I was annoyed. I wanted us to play the strongest team because I wanted us to win the game. But at half time, I'm thinking, well, what do I know? Um, so, you know, so I'm not going to then turn, turn around now and say that's the reason we lost that game again. I don't think it is. So... Yeah, should he have made changes a bit earlier? I think so because you know, two one is a date is is we all know is a pretty dangerous scoreline. Yeah, at that point you probably think right now I've just put De Bruyne on and, and get this sorted. Uh, stubborn or arrogant words that are never used to describe you, Paul Denby. Of course, Strato no. maybe stubborn, arrogant, never. I know they're never used to describe me. Thank you for reinforcing that one, uh, Nigel. Stubborn. And it's a great trait to have as a top manager. Name me a top manager that isn't stubborn. Because they're all stubborn. They believe in the way they want their teams to play. Uh, we go back to the Arsene Wenger in his successful period. Very stubborn at Arsenal. Dare I say it. Red nose at um, Stretford. Very stubborn manager. But they were a successful team. Go back even further. Shankly and all these managers. Revy. Incredibly stubborn people. Because that's the way. They believe that's the way to do it. And they are successful. Those that just move with the... The press say, oh, you shouldn't be doing that. They oh, yeah, right, I better change it. They are the ones that are the potential losers. So I appreciate him being stubborn, and it'll get it wrong occasionally as well. Before we take a break, I just want to talk about two other things, and we'll, we'll talk about then the Liverpool game as well, which we need to cover, and then look forward as well to the games coming up. Um, Herrera. Uh, has been in the press for as he <laughs> indeed as he walked off the pitch, and of course he said, "Just well, we spit all the time." And just in my view, it's not how I saw it. He saw mm-hmm. that crest, the wonderful circular crest that has been brought back by the owners, consulting with with the fans. It's got the three rivers. It's got uh, the, the the ship on the ship canal. It's got the red rose of Lancaster. It's our crest, and he spat on it deliberately. The little bastard. He knew exactly what he was doing, when he was doing it, and why he was doing it. So. I think they should they should be apologising to us for what he's done. I don't know what the what the FA can do. I just don't know what they can do about it. But the team from Stretford should be apologising for his behaviour as an absolute minimum. It's pathetic behaviour, and and oh, we spit all the time. Come on, do me a favour. Should we be spitting on Martin Atkinson? Uh, 
today. A, a fellow, fellow professional oh. referee of mine, of course. I my, my mate, to spitting on anyone. My mate Martin, just interested in you. I know I'm sure you have a view, Mr Denby. I you might give us some stats as well of how many decisions he got wrong or something. Well, I, I couldn't give you the stats that he, he got wrong because some of them are marginal decisions. Uh, and I wouldn't spit him because I'm a gentleman. I'm not like Ander Herrera. But uh, I'd give him a piece of my mind if I saw him. Uh, forget every other decision that he made. He made mistakes. All referees will make errors in a game. It's a very fast-moving game. I accept that. And I wouldn't... Uh, but that foul on Aguero, all the reviews I've seen of it, I wasn't as... It was outrageous. He nearly decapitated him. Yes, he might have touched the ball, but he was flying in dangerously. He caught his leg, and it was a red card offence. And there's no defence for that. The, the referees who've commented on Twitter or on uh, in, the new, in the newspapers have all said exactly the same thing. They can't see how he didn't see that it was a red card offence and a penalty. Martin Atkinson, off your Christmas card list, Lisa Rabinovitz. To be fair, I don't think he was ever on it, but he's, he's not got a chance now. That's it, gone. Yeah, it was bad. And, and your view as a fellow referee then, Nigel? I thought he had a poor game, and I don't say it very often, mm. and you know that. I thought he had a... And, and players, listen, players have poor games. Yeah. By definition, players make mistakes. You know, they'll pass instead of shooting, or they'll shoot instead of passing, and they'll, you know, miss things. And I think you have to think of them as... A, what I would say, you do have to think of them as a team as well, and uh, as in him and his assistants as well. Agreed. And I think there was one situation in the first half which happened kind of quite just in front of me where, and I forget, forget who it was now, it was Sterling, I think, where, where the defender just cl- cl- almost it climbed. Young. It was, it was young. young. It was young, cl- pushed him over. Climbed on his back, literally. Yeah. That was right in front of me. And it was and it was in the quarter where the, the assistant was. Yeah. And I couldn't understand why the two of them together couldn't make a decision. And mm. that, for me, was a blatant... You know, one of them's got to give it, surely. So, so And I thought, yeah, listen, you could argue... <sighs> But I don't think you can really. That he got some of the ball on the. Doesn't matter. Went in dangerously. He he was out of control. Both feet off the ground. It was reckless, uh, and it could have been very, very dangerous. And I think you know. I think on that note, I need to have a lie down. We need to take a break. (laughs) The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrokes. Welcome back. Let's talk then about the first leg quarterfinal of the Champions League at Anfield. And, and before we talk about the game, can we just briefly just talk? We've all seen the scenes on social media, on the news, of particularly the one from inside the coach. As that you know, players, officials come to Anfield, we won't talk about the police in terms of the route and so on and, and advertising that fact, which clearly was, was not great. But the wanton violence, actually and the throwing of missiles and bottles and cans at a coach. For me, to be fair, a minority of Liverpool fans, I'm sure the vast majority would condone it, and many have, but for that sort of behaviour, that's just totally unacceptable. I'm not sure if you want to add anything to that, but I just I was upset to think that people can behave in that way to, to professional footballers and their staff on their way to, to a match. It's, so, it's, I it's, totally it's, agree, Nigel. I mean, it's, it's outrageous that they can do that sort of thing. I think the police are a little bit culpable. I know you said don't talk about them, but they advertised the route, they changed the route and they advertised it, and they knew there was on social media ahead of the game, the Liverpool, some Liverpool, I'll call them fans, but they're not real fans, were saying what they were going to do to the coach. And they've history in it as well, some of them. And I agree it's a minority, but then it's up to the club to identify them through social media and all the video footage and ban them for life from attending a Liverpool game ever again. 
Liverpool as a club should be heavily fined. I've seen people say they should be thrown out of the Champions League. That's not going to happen. They don't deserve that necessarily. But they should be very, very heavily fined and perhaps considered to maybe play a game next season behind closed doors to make their fans realise that they've got to stop doing that because they've got history. Anything to add? The famous atmosphere. Tough. Um, it was it was disgusting, and and I do think it sh- it shouldn't have been allowed to happen. Like it's it wasn't a secret. Everyone knew that people were planning to do this. So how how this still managed to happen is beyond me. Mm. Um, I would just hope that no city fans are even thinking about trying to do something in return because that would be equally embarrassing. Should we talk about the game then? Because. You've got to say credit to Liverpool, I think, haven't you? Forgetting the coach and so on, but but you've got to say credit to Liverpool, I think, Lisa, haven't you? In this situation, they, do I they, have to? Well, tell me, give me give yeah. me an alternative then. What else would you say? I think yes, credit to Liverpool because they they did what they needed to do, but then they knew what they had, to, they knew what they needed to do because they'd done it to us once before, and they didn't have to do anything different really, but um, they, I don't. I don't think they are as good as everyone is making them sound like from the... <laughs> we were awful. Yeah. We were just shocking. This is different to the United game. I agree. Um, it's like we... It's Well, I mean, if... I know they are refusing to blame the bus, and I'm sure it's nothing to do with that, but it's almost as if they were affected by what happened on the bus. But it's I- like something happened to them, and they turned up, and they'd been swapped by 11 strangers who happened to be in the occupying the bodies of Manchester City players. I don't think I remember a game where all 11 players had a bad game. I yeah. can't think of anybody who had a good the, the, game. But, the, but think of a game where all you had no. two or three or the, three the, or four. There have been some occasions where I've, I think I've said how come it is that it's all it's not just De Bruyne it's always De Bruyne Silva Sané they all have a bad day. Hmm. But this wasn't just them it was every single one it was it was unbelievable and uh, and actually, slightly to go back a bit to the United match as well, mm. Otamendi has really, what, since he went on mm. international duty and apparently had a very bad game for Argentina Spending as well, his time on his arse again. It's terrible. The sliding and diving. Everybody had a bad game. Liverpool had, you know, did step up. The atmosphere in the stadium, too fair, forgetting the coach now for a second. But you've got to give them credit. The atmosphere in that stadium was absolutely awesome, wasn't it? The, the atmosphere was awesome. Give the Liverpool fans credit. They know how to create a good atmosphere. They always have done, and that's great for them. Um... The game last week was totally different to the game we lost in the league, though. The game we lost in the league, they put a lot of pressure on us and we lost the ball frequently. In that, speaking of that 10-15 minute spell where they scored the three goals in the league game, this time, for the first goal, if you watch it, Sane was under no pressure whatsoever and just passed it to a Liverpool player and they broke away and Salah and we know the rest is history. The second time, the second goal, two of our players got in a muddle in midfield. We lost it, broke to Oxlade-Chamberlain and he hit a screamer. One of those goals that happens. And the third one, Otamendi comes running out of defence with it, gets up to near the halfway line, what's he doing, and lose it. It wasn't as they were putting us under pressure. We did it all to ourselves. We lost the ball, and within a few seconds, it's 3-0. And Laporte's a little bit to blame. Why does he put Salah on his left foot twice? Mm. Now, Salah plays on his left foot, making go to the right. So, what's the issue? All 11 players had a bad game. I will go back. Nobody will say this from the club. I believe psychologically that coach incident might have I can't confirm it because I don't know but Mm. it could have had an effect on them as you said Nigel very rare that you see all 11 players have a bad game and they did without fail not one player 
played well. Edison, you might excuse, I don't think he could do anything with any of the three goals, but beyond that, they all played badly. You got a view on Edison? No, Edison I, versus I, Bravo? Of course Edison's better. I'm, I, I don't, Bring I don't, back Bravo, no, Lisa, I hear Lisa saying. No, I really, I don't think that. I just think, you, you, I was defending Bravo a lot last season because I thought he was unnecessarily criticised when there was much more to it than, than him conceding goals. Um, I, I just, I, I know, I, I agree with you, Paul, in that respect. I know I said Liverpool had to do the same to us that they did in the league. I meant more that once they got the opportunity, they just went at us like they were possessed and we just froze. And the first goal was a really good example. What on earth were we doing with that in in the, the defence? I mean, just this, this is the time to just get rid of it as far away as possible. No, I'll pass it to Firmino because Firmino, that's the best thing to do. I, it was just unbelievable. I was, It was like watching strangers, as in strangers to us, not just strangers to each other. It was sure. bizarre. So, so if we kind of put those two things together, the, the Stratford defeat and the first leg defeat as well. And so we know away goals count double, so we need to score at least three and not concede to even give us a chance to go into extra time here. So what needs to happen? And, and, and what has that Stretford game done to us psychologically, tactically, in terms of the, 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 the line-up? What, how is Pep, how are the team going to approach this with, with all that information there in front of them? Because it's, it's not the scenario they would have ideally had in front of them at this stage, but no. it's, it's very different to what they'd hoped for. What's, what's going to happen? How, how are they going to... Psychologically, they have to kind of ignore the second half against United. We have to... The only way, and believe me, I do not think we stand a chance. However, if we are going to stand a chance, we have to start the game like we started on Saturday against United. And we have to take our chances. We really have to take our chances this time. There is no margin for any error here. If we do that, then I think that Liverpool will it will rock them. Now, do I believe they won't score a goal? Unless we get three goals in the first 20 minutes, no, I think they will score a goal. So we're going to have to score at least four <laughs> Five, at least five. We're going to have to score at least five. But just imagine, put, think, just think about this. So let's say the old city turn up, you know, the city that we love, the city we've seen in parts of the season where we get an early goal. We get another one just before half time. We come out in the second half and we score that third. That's going to be, why not? Why not think like that? Yeah, absolutely. Look, I think we need to be at least 2 0 up at half time. Like we and were then, against Stratford. Well, yeah. And, <laughs> and, and keep that momentum going <laughs> as right. opposed to going okay. backwards. I, I agree. I think if we put the pressure on, we don't necessarily need to be two up at half time. We certainly need to be one up at half time. And I think then we need an early goal. And say, it's high, I agree with Lisa. Highly unlikely we'll get through, but it is possible. If the fantastic City turn up that has demolished so many teams this season, yeah. including Liverpool, OK, they had 10 men for a, a fair proportion of the game when we beat them 5-0, but that's life. They could get a man sent off. Who the hell knows? We could do it. We've got the players that can do it. That's the thing. They've got. They possibly will score a goal, but we can score five goals. It, it's we, not... we are just potentially very, very good. And they do panic in defence. When we got it back to four three at Anfield, we very nearly grabbed that last minute equaliser to make it four all. And they were panicking. And even Liverpool fans I know said, "Had that game gone on five more minutes, you'd have got it to four all." So the, 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 I, I'm. I, I think we've got a. I don't know. A ten percent chance. I, I think before they'd scored on um, Wednesday. I think it was before they'd scored. The keeper, their keeper made a clearance that made me think he looked pretty nervous. 
And I was, that's another thing. I was so annoyed. I'm like, look at him. He doesn't look confident. Why aren't we, why, what are we doing? They are not defensively that strong. Well, they're no better than we are, that's for sure. So, yeah, I don't know. But going forward, they I, got to the, the world player of the year. Ballon d'Or, look, Ballon d'Or they, they winner, have players got, player of the year. We know they can hurt us going forward, but we just can't give them the opportunity to. I don't care whether he wins, he can win whatever he wants. He <laughs> might not have a trophy at the end of the season, so good luck to him. Um, might have the Champions League. Well, he might have the Champions League, we shall see. He won't. I doubt it. All right. Um, can we look forward then to Saturday? Because sadly, because the way results went at the weekend, we can't win the league on Saturday at Wembley against Spurs. Uh, we need a another result or two to go our way uh, for that to happen. So even if Stretford lose after they're playing on the Sunday or the Monday, yeah, I think, so aren't they? Uh, yeah, it's on the Sunday. So even if we win and they lose it still, we still need to get uh, another win to guarantee uh, it. If or, we win and they do lose, we've, we've won, won it, it, but we will have win it when, they're, when they lose to West Brom. Yeah. Highly unlikely. Yeah. We but wouldn't win it by being there. We, but exactly. We so, can't win so it on Saturday. We can't win no. it on Saturday. This is my point. Uh, so, so your your thoughts about that? I mean, I suppose you know, being negative about it, we could. You know, Spurs are no mugs. That you know, they they've got Arsenal sort of, sort of breathing down their necks, looking for a Champions League spot. You know, I think uh, I'm only saying that because Dave, our engineer, is an Arsenal fan. You know why I'm yeah, saying this? They haven't yeah. even got Chelsea breathing down their necks. Oh, yeah. Tottenham have got Champions League, league position wrapped up in the top four. It's a matter where they can avoid the playoff round. Um, they've got United in the cup semi-final the week after. Question is, therefore, do they put their full team out against us or just rest one or two players, knowing they've got the biggest game? Their bigger game is the one against Stretford mm. the following weekend. So a full-strength Tottenham against a full-strength City, we can beat them if we play again to our potential and don't have any psychological damage after the Liverpool game in midweek as well. I can't believe we're going to lose all these games on the run. Therefore, if you ask me now, would I take a draw against Tottenham? Yeah, I'd probably take a draw against Tottenham. It might sound a bit negative, but we can beat them as well. We're capable of beating Tottenham easily. You're happy with the draw? I would be delighted with the draw because I think we're going to lose. So um, I would be... Unfortunately, you know, obviously, we have no idea what's going to happen against Liverpool. It kind of goes without saying. If we were to win that, then I think we that could take us on to, to beat Spurs. But... Uh, you know, if we if we lose that, uh, we lose against Spurs. We'll have lost four games on the trot, which is not looking so pretty. But it is what it is. And Spurs, it, it, are, Spurs are a good side. They play good football. They've got good players, and they're playing very well at the moment. If we lose to them, it's not. It, I hate Spurs, but it's not like it's it's not like we've lost to the worst team in the world. So, sure. Uh, but will it? It'll take. Say we do lose four on the trot, mm-hmm. which is possible, I suppose. With with my negative hat on, I certainly hope it's not going to happen. But it might happen. Is that going to take the gloss off the season, or or is it going to be a situation of you know we've won a cup and you know we're going to win the league? I know we've not won it yet, but but we are going to win the league. We know that, um, and we will we'll have done a double, and that's you know, and we've won the league, and we'll still win it by a significant number of points. It's not like on goal difference on the last game of the season. This is a significant victory, playing the sort of football we've played for most of the season. We've had a bit of a wobble. It's the, not it's not a disaster, is it? Of course, it? it's not a disaster. The, the real positive is. The number of goals we've scored, the style we've played, and the fact that we are going to win two trophies. Uh, there's a couple of negatives in there. Getting knocked out of the FA Cup by Wigan was disappointing, of course. And if we do get knocked out by Liverpool against it in the Champions League, that will be disappointing as well. But that's, it's not the end of the world. We've had a great season. And I'll look at the positives. In the years to come, the record books will show that we were the champions and we won the League Cup 
and we possibly will knock out in the Champions League quarterfinals by Liverpool. That's life. But we might, Paul, Lisa, we might not. There is a small glimmer, and there are lots yeah. of City fans certainly saying around the club today again that there's nobody at the Etihad who's saying we're going to lose to Liverpool. It's still game on. Good. And we've, and we've got to be, and we've got to be positive, yeah? Well, you've got to be positive. There's no point in going into it thinking it's over because you may as well just not turn up. I, well, I don't think it's likely, but it's not impossible. Um, you know, I, I know everyone thinks that I'm like walking pessimism personified but i'm really not I, I there's a chance great if it happens if not i don't think anyone's going to be that shocked um do i think it's a disaster was the question the original question you know if, if we lose four games on the trot does it take the gloss off the season no no not at all there is not we we have played the best football that most people have ever seen in the and I, I just can't. How can you take the gloss of it just from just because they all happen to happen for all together potentially? Uh, you know what? No one's going to remember that. I'll remember it. No one else. And, and finally, if I ask the question, are we having a great season? How would you answer that, Paul? Yes, Lisa. Yes, absolutely, we are. It could be better. Huge thanks to my two guests, to Lisa Rabinovitz and to Paul Denby. This is Nigel Rothband saying thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you all very soon. This is a Playback Media production. To listen to all our football podcasts, visit playbackmedia.co.uk. The Man City Show is backed for the season by Ladbrooks. If you're a large organisation involved in managing, purchasing or making decisions on software licences, you need Livingston. Livingston provides the technology and a large team of experts to help you understand what software is installed on your network, who is using it and whether you purchase the right number of software licences to legally use it. This information can help you make smart business decisions when it comes to renegotiating software licensing agreements with large software publishers like Microsoft, Oracle, IBM and others and when budgeting for software spend. To reduce the cost and risk of managing your software licenses, speak to Livingston today about our managed services. Over 50 multinationals across the world trust Livingston to manage their software licenses. Visit livingston-tech.com for more information. What's your thoughts on Fulham? Chances are you don't think about them too much, but nice away day by the river, used to have a Michael Jackson statue, and once did quite well under Roy Hodgson. But that's probably about it, because chances are you're not a Fulham fan. However, if you do know someone that supports Fulham, maybe a mate or a colleague at work, please tell them about the Fulhamish podcast that I host every week looking at each Fulham game as it comes and goes, with a nice bit of quirkiness and humour along the way too. You can find Fulhamish at fulhamish.co.uk and we're also available on all podcast platforms including iTunes, Acast and playbackmedia.co.uk. That's Fulhamish, your weekly independent Fulham FC podcast. Sports Social Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.